Alrighty, folks, we are back. I am one of your hosts, Nicholas Yerong. To my left is... I'm Chris Avendano, and you know what? What? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Guys, this is Idiots in Time. We are back with another installment. And Welcome we, back. Yeah. This is part two of the Magyar series. This yes. is also the final part for the, for the time being, you know? So, let me... Uh, what about a, like, a brief history of what we spoke about last week? <laughs> a short recap. So we talked recap. about uh, the ancient aspect of the Magyars. So when they were horsemen and when they basically were just savage monsters who just destroyed Western Europe for a good 50 years. It was great stuff. It was Yeah, it was pretty rock and roll if I had to say it so. It was. Just imagine the best metal video and that's about... It's probably going to be... Imagine... Well, it's the video uh, for Holy Diver, for Holy Diver Dio. Ooh. You see where he's like, dun, 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 and he's like with a sword and an arm and like fighting a tiger. That's basically the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. By the way, what th- there's there's a certain time period of like the heavy metal music from the early maybe late late seventy early eighties where they all look like they were like some kind of like ancient army. <laughs> yeah, I and know. It, it, like with their hair, it's like Holy Diver. <laughs> it was like. Anyways, yeah, that we'll we'll talk about that in our music podcast. Oh damn, straight we will. <laughs> but uh, so we're gonna be picking up where we left off, and uh, just kind of as like a heads up, uh, this is gonna be probably our shorter episode because there is a lot of the medieval aspect of Hungary. So like from the from where we're starting now to like the end, which is about five hundred years. There's a lot of inf- surprising. There's a le- there's a lot of information, and I don't want to bore you with going. And then Stephen did this. And then this guy did that. 500 years. Yeah, I'm not going to do that to you. Where does the time go? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. It's a lot of, not saying this is all important information and valuable. I'm not saying I won't go back to this at some point in time and maybe do it better. But I'm not going to do that right now, all right? We'll give you the highlights. There we go. So we're going to start where we left off. So the last last time, the Hungarians, they got their asses whooped by the Germans. Oh. Yeah. And that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Auto, or, uh, they're uh, sometimes they're referred to as the Altonians. It's, they're basically... They're Germans. So, they were able to fight the Hungarians off, and it ended their raids. Like, that was, there was like a raid or two after 955. But after that, uh, there was, that was basically it, right? And that's not 955 o'clock. No, no, that's 955 <laughs> CE. That was a couple thousand years ago. Just, uh, for, for your information. <laughs> So we're going to pick up with a, a man by the name, well, he was a prince, Prince Get. well, it's G-E-Z-A, and there's like a little dash thing over the E, so I'm going to call him Geza, oh, not okay. Giza, Geza, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, let me see, I, oh, I think that's pronounced <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, the great-grandson of Arpad. Of course, as I mentioned before, we don't know if Arpad was a real individual, but we know Geza was, so he's the grandson of whoever was... An important figure in, in Hungary. That was the guy that, what's it called, that there's never really been anything written about it, it was just word of mouth or? Yeah, okay. basically, yeah. I mean, there's statues to him and there's something that Hungarians are really proud of and know about him, but like, from outside sources, it's not like, ah, yes, the the king, like the Byzantine emperor never is like, ah, yes, I met Arpad in person. We, we don't know. It's possible. Maybe not likely. But anyway, so I guess that kind of starts, uh, he sees that, you know, after this defeat, there's a couple, about a hundred, that's not even not a hundred, maybe like 60 years, I want to say, of, of of a change of them starting to turn Christian. 
So they're getting rid of their old roots of being, you know, pagan. So like the, of believing in more than one God. And Geza, he does this, like he monopolizes the power. This is like, this isn't like, hey guys, you know, this is this new thing. Let's, this maybe try Christianity. It's like, no, you're going to be a fucking Christian. Or if not, I'm going to take your head off. It was that kind of thing. But what do you mean I can't? Yeah. It was that kind of thing. Oh my God. Can you imagine our... Like teenagers from these days and like back then, all oh, these trying to, like, little bitches. Like, no, I want to do what I want to do. Tata, I want to be a Buddhist. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, look over there, <laughs> and there goes your throat. Yeah, but um, what, what's interesting is that there's no other like uh, talk about like other like children of Arvad or like grandchildren, right? It's just Geza, and so what people are believing is that he killed all his brothers, sisters, and cousins. To hold the power for his own. And there is a thing that is, uh, it says here, Geza is referred to as, I quote, a rabid, cruel ruler whose hands were soiled with human blood. Jeez. So that's the kind of character we're dealing with here. A man who most likely killed his brothers and sisters, or anyone who could take his power. And apparently didn't have good hygiene, never washed his fucking <laughs> hands if they're always full of blood. Really? Yeah. By the way, we work at Animal I got covered in blood today. Not a fun, no, not fun. Yeah, and I told him, hey, change your Tampax. <laughs> totally funny the first time, Chris. <laughs> the first time for everyone. <laughs> but anyway, so Geza, well, so while he's kind of trying to force this, Hungary is still not quite a nation as we think of, like with borders there. It's still kind of loose and there's still tribes and stuff, but he's trying to force this change on him, right? And he, he actually has uh, asked for help from the Holy Roman Empire, which is basically Germany at this time. And he has people like knights and monks sent over to Hannah help them in their change in during this whole process. Like in, I have here, like in 973, envoys were sent from Bavaria and, you know, to kind of help them out. And he even like gave them back some land. Like, hey, we took this, like we took Moravia from you here. Take this as a kind of thing to keep them on their good side. Yeah. Basically. And then, uh, but eventually, so what he started, once he passed away, his son would be the one who kind of helped make it a, a Christian nation. And this is the, a, a very famous Hungarian. Now, his name is, well, he's known as Saint Stephen because he's actually canonized at some point. But he was, his birth name was Vajik. 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 And he was, and then after his baptism, he was named as Saint Stephen or Stefan, however you want to. Why did they change his name after the baptism? Uh, that's, you got your, you got your, um, your Catholic name, I guess. And it's not something that just Hungarians, I think anybody that's like, that's his old pagan name, or... But I, I don't know, but I know that people, like, you, when you convert, you get... Like, uh, uh, Muslims, like, when you convert, you get your, your Muslim name. Like, uh, Muhammad Ali, the boxer, his original name is Cassius Clay. Uh-huh. But once he went... Uh, but once he uh, converted to Islam, he changed his name. I wonder how they... What, what they decide your name is. Like, that, that's a good question. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. But that's something that's, that's not particular to anyone. It's not like when you go on, like, Instagram or something and be like... The, your, how many likes you have in the first letter of your last name oh, and then they have like a whole chart and they're like that's who you're that, you know, that's, that's who your spirit animal, animal is <laughs> yeah no I'm not sure how I don't know if it was you know when you're being like I guess our equivalent like Catholic school is or where it's like I don't know how they do it but I know this is something that was practiced by many diff- by different religions and many different groups of people but anyway so I'll, I'll, we'll go by Stephen because I'm not about to say Vajik 18,000 times <laughs> Vajik. Vajik. Does that sound like a cool name, though? So, Steven, he was also kind of a hard... kind of Also kind of a hard-ass, too. Kind of like Geza, but not, not, not as bad. I just assume anybody born in this time is a lot... It's a big hard-ass. <laughs> as opposed to... To today. Today. Yeah, basically, yeah. 
And so, uh, so Stephen takes, you know, takes what his son, what his father did, and just kind of expands on it. And he starts to uh, uh, unify different Hungarian territories, like a place called Somogi. I don't know. It's part of Hungary now. It's just called Somogi and Transylvania. Funny oh, enough, Transylvania. Yeah, but I, there. Uh, no, no, nothing. No, but there, there's a. It's a funny thing, like how we have these dates. It's, it's, it's so. There's an important. There's an important decision made on either Christmas of the year one thousand or January first of the year uh, one thousand and one. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that's like fucking nuts. Like they just have this date. These dates. It's like oh, this day or this day. <laughs> and it sounds like oh yeah, you know what? The year two thousand. I decided I was gonna do this. Like that's the year one thousand. So a thousand years ago, gosh, he was officially crowned the king of Hungary. With again, like na- more so of a nation as we, as we kind of think about it, right? Now, unfortunately for him, there were some succession issues. So like, uh, uh, passing it, passing it down to the to whoever would be the next king. Uh, Stephen's son, uh, em- Emmerich. Emmerich. Uh, Sounds he, American. Yeah, yeah, Emmerich. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he was going to be the next king. He was this very religious cat. He, you know. Was, Good, quote unquote, good Christian uh, of the time. I don't is know. there a thing as a such thing as a good Christian? At this time, a good Christian killed a couple people. <laughs> Jeez. But anyway, I mean, again, he was like a pious character, whatever. He he died on a hunting accident. Uh oh. Yeah. We don't know what happened. It's just it's just said he died on a hunting accident. Was he hairy and fat, and maybe somebody thought he was a bear? <laughs> I don't. Because that's happened in real life. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it has. At least at this time, it makes sense. Because of lack of technology today, you're just like, come on, man. No, oh, that's, that's a premeditated murder. Yeah. So instead, the king decided he decided to nominate his nephew, Peter, or, or I'm gonna put you, Orselio, maybe? Instead oh, of good to me. Instead of his cousin, Vasil. Vasil. Basil. Basil. Yeah. Basil. Yeah. The people didn't like Peter because he, was, he wasn't actually Hungarian. I, I don't know if he was Polish or something. I should have written it down, but I didn't. He wasn't Hungarian, basically. So the, the people were, like, not a fan of him. And uh, so he was driven out in the year 1041. Oh, shit. And then they selected a, another guy named Abba. He only ruled for like four years. Abba? Abba. Mm. Not, not the band Abba. I was about to say, because they were about... They were a band for like about the same amount of time, like four years, years so, yeah. before <laughs> yeah. the fat girl got killed. Yeah. And then they thought he was a relative to like the mother of like Stephen or something. They're just like, we just want someone who's related to them. It didn't really matter. But uh, but while he was faced with Christianity, which is why everybody kind of liked him, he was a violent and ruthless leader. Like, he was a mean son of a bitch. He would actually go to war with Peter. And after four years, he would be victorious, and Abba was executed. Dang. Remember, these people killing family members. Can I ask what the method of execution was? I don't know. But I've seen, I I think I have it here later on. A lot of times, it it wasn't execution, but they would blind their their other people. So, like... If, like, let's say you had a brother and your brother tried to do some shady shit and you're the king, you're like, I'm a, I won't kill you. I'm going to blind you and exile you. Damn. Yeah. I think I'd rather be murdered. <laughs> there was, I don't know if it was Pete, if uh, Abba, if it was Abba or not. I did read of someone getting quartered. Quartered. Oof. And for those who don't know what quartered means, I think they tie all four limbs to a horse. And, yeah. And just, two I different think, horses. Two different. Oh, I'm sorry. And then they stick their finger up their asses, and then the horses could run the other way and uh, quarter you, rip off your limbs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of Abba. Abba. <laughs> yeah. God. So so Peter's still in charge, and the people who are pagan. So there's still a lot of people who still practice the old ways. We're still not a fan of him, 
So he, so they, what they're doing is, so they're going out and they're killing all like the, the Christian priest and the clerics around throughout the kingdom showing their displeasure. They're still, remember, they were these ancient pagan people for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And now you have these people trying to force this new religion. You're like, well, fuck you, man. It's like, nah. Again, unfortunately, they're killing the poor monks. I don't know if the monks were dicks or not, but it's just like, this guy's just like, hey, man, Jesus is cool, but Jesus is just all right with me. Yay. And, <laughs> and then you get a harpooned. Hey, God damn it! The fucking um, Doobie Brothers are probably fucking, they're probably in cahoots with these guys. Yeah, but eventually they would get rid of Peter, and got another guy named, and brought it to Andrew, Andrew, who was another guy who was part of the Arpad dynasty, so part of that that lineage, which is again what people wanted, and he was the son of Vasil, who I mentioned prior. I don't know, when you have all these crazy names and you pull out with this guy, Andrew, <laughs> I just imagine he's like, Dad, can I please get an allowance? It's <laughs> like, Dad, yeah, come yeah. on, man. I know you're the king, but... Yeah. Fucking Andrew, go hang out with Basil. <laughs> I mean, Basil. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, so Peter was captured by Andrew's supporters, and he was blinded and castrated. Oof. And then he Oof. soon died after that. Ouch. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah. I mean, that's some good old I mean, torture. Yeah, I mean, at least he died afterwards. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think he had to live too long with the pain. Oh man, I mean, but still, man, they're just I the castration. I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, that's a. It's an, isn't it a crazy concept to think about torture? Yeah. And getting murdered, like I mean, like I've said before in a previous podcast, I see a lot of best gore videos. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, like, they'll like cut people's limb from limb from mm-hmm. limb, and and then I'll cut your throat. That's your final moments. Yeah. You lived your whole life, probably hugged your kids, hugged your mom, and then that's what happens to you. But anyways. Yeah. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? And you know, it's like, I mean, I'm against similar issues here, where you know that poor bastard right before he's about to get his eyes cut, you're going, fuck, man, I should have just been a baker. Yeah. Or you know what else they do? Mm -hmm. They ask God for help. Everyone in desperation always asks God for help. But the, the moment they're back on their feet, they say, ah. Have you ever heard of the expression, there's no, you, there's no such thing as atheist in foxholes? Mm. So foxholes, for, for people who don't know, I don't, I don't know if you know, foxholes are what, from the beginning of modern warfare, so like World War One and World War II, uh, when you're being shelled by these big motor cannons, what you would do, you dig a hole in the ground, and you, this is like you and me, we're in this hole, and you're basically, we're just hoping that a bomb doesn't fall in the hole. Mm. And that's our only protection. Yeah. So while bombs are falling around you and killing people around you, that's when the, you know, that's where the friction, oh God, please don't kill me. Oh God, please don't let it be me. Kind of comes in. Ah. So it's, it's a more expression, you know, no atheist in the war when you're fucking dying or, you know, you're close to it. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> fucking wild. Yeah. That's why it's, <laughs> you know, when you're about to die in any situation, you, you start praying to any and any God. Hey man, I'll admit to it. Like, I, like, just, you know, just a little side note, side note right here. But like, when I've been in, when I was locked up, uh-huh. the first thing I did is start Looking for religion because you need that little outlet. You're like, I need some kind of hope. Yeah. And you start praying. Then you realize you're just talking to yourself. I mean, sometimes that's good too. Yeah. Sometimes talking to yourself is always helpful. Yeah. Reading the Bible, you fucking, you just at least keeping your mind uh, busy. Sometimes it helps out a lot of people. Sometimes it warps them a little bit. But a lot of times it it does do good for the good things. Nowadays, I usually wear a pentagram on my shirt with a metal band on it. So you can see, now that I'm free. (laughs) <laughs> I don't give a shit about God. Uh, hey, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's true. It's what true. I say is true. Yeah. So, so anyway, back. So I, after um, Peter was blinded castrated, uh, Andrew's in charge. Again, I know I'm throwing a lot of names in here. I do apologize. Just remember, Andrew's the one with the fucking daddy issues. Yes. 
So there's another succession issue here. I don't know this motherfucker didn't have kids. I don't know what happened, but these guys have problems with either having a male or one of them dies. So he had to pick one of Vasil's sons, like, and that's like his like uncle, basically, or his something of that nature. And his son name was Bella. Or, again, it's B. E was a little dash thing over it. L-A. Bella. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. We're gonna, his name's Bella. We're going to call him Bella. And so, actually, Peter and Bella actually co-ruled up until the year uh, uh, um, 1053, hmm. which is when Solomon was born, which is, he's going to be the next king. And, uh, uh, and after this, there was uh, some problems with, you know, again, the succession of, we had these two guys in charge, kind of like co-opting in, in rule, and then Solomon, so then there's a problem with the succession. And so, eventually, Peter had to flee to Poland. Where he, he tried to come back and fight the crown and like take his his place as the king and uh, he lost and he died. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, there's. Again, Sorry. Yeah, again, guys, I'm like condensing a lot of stuff here, so that's why I'm not gonna give you the whole thing because there's a lot of stuff during this time. The highlights. The highlights. So while Bella was king, so again, uh, what's his face is out of, out of the Andrew's out of the out of the picture. He's dead, right? So Bella's the king. We see our last outburst of pagan of the pagans, right? The pagans gathered. And they demanded that the, the priest, all the Catholic, the Christian priests, be slaughtered in the kingdom, right? And he's like, dude, we're tired of this shit. You know, we don't want it, right? And so he, they, so the king, he asked, he asked, for three days, like, yo, guys, give me three days. I want to think about this. They're like, all right, cool, cool. In those three days, he gathered his army and had all those people killed. Damn. Yeah. They were serious. Yeah, they weren't fucking around. Yeah. No, by the way, the heat, I'm saying he didn't kill the, the clerics and the priests. He killed the pagans. Dude. Yeah, I guess he's not much of a procrastinator, is he? No, 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 no. is that the right word? Procrastinate. No, yeah, no, yeah. He got he jumped right to it, you know. And uh, what's interesting is as we as we uh, we talked about in the last episode how we have very little information on their pagan beliefs. This is one of the reasons why, you know, it's these people already had writing at this point. Again, a lot of these people, a lot of the pagans, I would imagine, and the lower class were illiterate, so they couldn't read or write. But they, they still had the oral tradition and practice and. I mean, this this is the last outbreak. There was prior, yeah, again, to people voicing their their thing against Christianity and wanting to keep their old ways, but every time they were pushed down or obviously now killed. So now we see why there's so little information on this. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting because this paganism was really connected to their way of life as, as horse riders, you know, because it's very similar to, if anyone knows anything about the Mongolians, how horses are a really big part of their religion of the time. It's the same thing here. It was, the way they were nomadic and roamed around with the horses, it was a part of it. And so with, you know, this being killed and their old ways of being more sedentary, not going out as much, it's that old way really just like, that whole old aspect of them kind of died away with very little kind of remaining. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate, but it's how it goes, you know? It's how it goes. Yeah. So... Amongst all this, Bella had, you know, amongst his role, he had three sons. Another Geza, La, uh, Ladislaus, and Lambert. Mm, so he had beautiful names. Three, three boys, so pr- no problems, right? I hope so, man. Imagine meeting, meeting any girl with those, any of those three names. Uh, meeting a guy with any of those names? No, imagine meeting a girl with that name. I'm Lambert. It'll I'm be Lambert. terrible. I'm glad there's a guy named. Yeah, yeah. So when Bella died, his sons actually... Uh, fled to Poland because Solomon became p- king and they're all like oh fuck dude we don't want to happen what happened last time so they all did to Poland and he's like guys it's cool I'm not going to kill you know they, they were cousins he's like I'm not going to kill you we just keep the peace right and so actually that's what Solomon did I actually wait uh yeah he did he kept his peace he kept his word which was again at this time in this game of thrones that we see throughout Europe and throughout the world 
the man holding his thing and not killing his brothers, the people who were like rightful heirs, is like rare. Yeah, I would argue. But uh, Saul would eventually he would die in a battle, and Geza would take over as the king. But Geza would die uh, fairly early on. On again, it's crazy that we have these dates: April twenty fifth in the year ten seventy seven, and fucking none of this guy's sons were of age. So the next one would go to his brother Ladislav. Now Ladislav, he's another really impo- important and popular character in Hungary. So he's another saint. He was also canonized. And what's crazy about him, he's kind of like the... He's remembered as this young, valiant knight. He's like their King Arthur almost, right? And he has this like famous story of fighting this... uh, It was a Cuban warrior and help saving a Hungarian, you know, like a woman. So it's kind of like almost like, you know, if you were to go visit with like a guy, it's like a knight fighting the dragon and saving the person. So it's like this very like kind of romanticized like, oh shit, this guy was was the shit, you know? Yeah, and then uh, you know, even after his death, other, all, all the, I think the following kings after would make uh, a pilgrimage to his tomb. It's kind of like, yo, man, we want to be as badass as you, and they kind of thing. So we have this image of him as a ruler, though uh, draconian in the sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was a mean motherfucker and took no shit from anybody. Jeez. So yeah, which I find funny, you know, just kind of you have this one image. But he was cruel, and so any opposition he had, he would crush them. There was no Mister Nice. Uh, yes, my honor. He's like, no. What are they? Are they trying to? They're trying to rise kill him. Jeez. So like he was fucking just like. At least he had a nice girl with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but any any opposition he, to to the order, he would just boom. Let me just say this: mm-hmm. what a shitty situation to be born in that family. Oh fuck! I gotta be the ruler now, having to fill those shoes every time. You know, yeah. even if you're like, like I can imagine if you're like fucking five and you're aware of what's going on. About, yeah. I'd say about five, you're aware of the world. In and, some shape or form. And, yeah. You know, in some sense. But like, um, and you see your great grandfather dying uh-huh. and your grandfather dying and he's taking over and everyone's taking over. You're like, son of a bitch, I'm next. Yeah. You I'm, know, it's funny too, because we'll go on a side note here. We see, we do see individuals in history who were like, I got to fill those shoes. Oh, well, fuck me, man. Uh, so uh, the first emperor, again, sorry, side note, first emperor of Rome, Augustus, he was this extremely intelligent man, was able to to consolidate power as an emperor, but still make the, the, the congress, not the congress, but the, the other people of the, of the court basically feel like they're important in doing stuff. So again, really just like a few, like a rare human being, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's a time, and after he died... The two kids he wanted to also died. So, like, we got left with this third choice man by the name of Tiberius. And Tiberius was like, fuck, dude. I was like, I'm like the third Tell pick. me. I gotta take and, over. And he didn't want it. And it's just like, <laughs> it sucked. I could just imagine this bumbling idiot just... Yeah. Oh. He wasn't I, a bumbling idiot. He was a mean motherfucker, though. He was pretty... Oh. <laughs> he, was, he was bitter at what happened to him. We'll say that. Oh, okay. I, was, I just... When I think of, like, that, I, I just think of, like, some guys, like, oh, Fuck me! I gotta take over. There was, uh, I think, after him, I think it was Claudius who, I don't know how stupid they say he really was, but he is like when I think Tiberius, I think if, if after Tiberius had died, he's like, oh shit, they're gonna come kill me next. So he like hid behind the curtains in the palace, and like Jeez. you can see his. They say you can see his like feet popping out from underneath the curtain. I'm like, that sounds too cartoonish to be real. Yeah, I was about to say, who is he, Goofy or something? I know, like it was just like some Tom and Jerry shit, but oh well. Regardless, he he didn't he. He survived, but uh, he wasn't held. But in his feet were cut right off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Ladislav. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
so again, so he's trying to make sure he's trying to finish what you know his you know his grandfather, I mean, his great grand, you know his grandfathers and his fathers had like had made with this kingdom. And so he started even uh, he uh, you know he took over Croatia too again. So he's further you know expanding the kingdom you know. Hmm. And uh, again, another problem. No, he had no fucking male heirs. I don't know what happened with this dynasty, but they had like they had this problem. And so he had to choose his younger nephew by the name of Almos. And, uh, how, however, I'm sorry, I'm like blanking how I'm blanking out here. However, when he died, there was some, again, weird succession. When he died, he didn't take over. By the way, Ladislav, for those, you know, fun fact, he died July 29th, 1095. 1095. 1095. Uh, the older brother of Almos, Koloman, took the throne. So again, it was a a switcheroo. Now, it's it's interesting here. It's that uh, oh, oh, Koloman was regarded as a very intelligent man of this age, and again, one of the few people getting very li- literate, so he could read and could write. But he's also coined as being not the sharpest, uh, not the prettiest face. We'll say. Mm. I forget the book says it nicely. Basically, they're saying he was he was pretty ugly. He's a pretty ugly dude. U- ugly cat. But uh, he was actually given the epithet the learned. So again, showing his uh, the, you know his. His uh, level of intelligence. Hey, it's kind of like when you're blind, you hear, uh, you listen better. You, when you're ugly, you're smarter. Yeah. But uh, so Almos was not too happy that Koloman took the throne, right? And so uh, he's, he he would like re- try to like revolt basically against uh, against uh, against Koloman. He did this shit, and like Koloman was like, okay, he was always nice. He's like, that's in behind us, right? I almost did this shit five times. After the fifth time, it's like, okay, dude, we're done with this shit. And, and uh, he blinded him and his son, Bella. So make sure, again, the lineage. We're not dealing with it. I'm not going to have your son trying to come for revenge. So I'm blinding you motherfuckers and kicking you out of the kingdom. Jeez, his poor son had nothing to do with this damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... Uh, it's like, like killing a witness, you know? Yeah. But it's again, it's that thing where it's like, during this time, I guess it wasn't only hungry, but... With those, with these problems of successions of like, you just killed your brother who was the king who was say we'll say he was the rightful king, but his son is still alive. That's the next technical heir that they could fight in the in the in the politi- you know in the social aspect. They could be like, I'm the actual king, and the court would be like, they'd be like, well, he is the actual bloodline. So instead of having to deal with that, it's like, yeah, fucking get him out of here too. Yeah, so I, there's a lot of that, and and from at this point, and for most of human history, really. But yeah. With yeah. What's pretty interesting though about uh, about Koloman is while he uh, while he was uh, ruling, he was alive. He was during uh, the first some of the first Crusades. So during the when the Christians were fighting the Muslims, and so he actually opened up. Well, Stephen had already opened up uh, Hungary for like uh, pilgrimages to uh, uh, to Jerusalem, but now it was like fully open for the the Crusaders to actually travel through and go to the Holy Lands to fight. Which is a uh, again I thought it was pretty. You know, interesting. It's like, oh, wow, then, you know, again, all you know, all these things connecting you to a much wider world. Right. You know? And also, too, uh, if I, I don't think I mentioned this, so, Hungary, just, Hungary is a, a Catholic, um, you know, Christian, uh, a Catholic country where, which is often typically, you know, Latin, is, is the Latin West, so like Spain, France, France, Italy are Catholic, but this is so far east, east Eastern is like, you hear like Russian Orthodoxy or Greek Orthodox, which is, Typically more eastern part of uh, of Europe, but uh, again, uh, again a strange part of Hungary. They are Catholic in this very different part of the world, which is interesting. 
Yeah. As a side note. But uh, so while again through crusades, he's letting people go. Uh, later on in the in the year eleven oh five, Coloman invaded a place called Dalmatia, which is kind of near Greece, kind of. So again, further, he he went further west, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, he added it to the Hungarian kingdom, and he's like, "I am the king of Hungary, Dalmatia, and like this one other place, like I can't recall." Just kind of again showboating that he added to the kingdom. All right. So I'm gonna leave it with the kings again. I can keep going with Bella the fucking seventh and fucking Coloman the eighteenth. I'm not gonna do that. All right, we, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna keep going with that. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about again why Christianity was uh, embraced by not only the Hungarian uh, royalty but also by many other royalty or leaders of of, uh, of Europe and other parts of the world. It gave you divine right. My God, before when you were like the pagans, it's like you had like the top clan, right? And you had like the other chiefs and you always, you may have been the top cat in the chiefs, but you know, then there's the succession of like my oldest son and all these other things. With this, it's like God chose me as the king, you know? So that's like, imagine that's power right there. Downside, you had to share that rule with the Catholic church. So that, it divvied the power in me. I mean, and this gave the Catholic church immense power throughout all the world. So if you so like let's say someone got into that religion simply just to be a part of that kind of circle to get the power, yeah. That's why I mean that's why we see like these guys. It's like what Geza and Stefan and Stephen were like. We were, I'm the king. It's no longer I kind of got a shit. It's like I, it's like this power. It's like this divine, you know, divinity. Before you were like you may have come from like a royal family or. I mean, there are other parts of the world where it's like, yeah, we are descendants of a god or a spirit, but this is like fucking the big cat up top said, you're the cat, you're the dude in charge, you know? Mm. That's power. Jeez. But again, you have to share. fucking power. You got to share this with the Catholic Church, which made the church incredibly, incredibly powerful. So a lot of the times these kings would have to be like, hey, can, they'd have to go to the church and be like, hey, can I do this? Or can I, you know, they have to ask for help or certain things. That's how powerful it was. Yeah. You know? So, that's why they would do that. And also, we would see that, uh, again, like I said, we get that they would, the Hungarians were also, again, with Christianity, they're also important, you know, getting these ideas from the Germans and other Western uh, European nations, again, to start to become more like them. So, we, we start to see more castles, dukes, and counts, and things more that we would equate with, like, Western Europe medieval times, so, like, serfs and peasants and noble classes and things amongst that nature. We see that more. Are you following? Yeah, I'm following. Okay, good, good. So again, so again, that's why we see we see these people again changing to be more kind of like them, but you know they're still they're still innately Hungarian. So the the last thing I'm going to talk about here is uh, something I found I found very interesting was uh, I think I mean it's it's always it's, it's when the Mongols invade. Oh, the goddamn Mongols! So now, what's interesting is that what I found is because the Mongols are. By the way, yeah. Oh wait, no, no. We we have done an episode on the Mongolians in our other podcast, right? I don't think we have. Oh, we've talked about them for sure, but not, not an actual episode. Well, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so what I found so very interesting is the Mong- the Mongolians would come and they would invade, and I'm gonna give you a brief. So I'll go into it, but basically, they whoop Hungary's ass. Like they do most of the world at this time, <laughs> yes. you know. So they're they're no slouches. It's not because they were slouches. It's just they fucked up everything. But I found what's so interesting because the Vongos would uh, start to come into this era around uh, the year twelve thirty seven, right? 
And uh, we see the the Hungarians when they were kind of more like the when they were more like the Mongols. So back in like year like the year nine hundred, it's only been like two hundred years, two three hundred years roughly, right? Right. And how much they've changed, and how it's like maybe at one point in time. I mean, they were so similar to them, and I would you know you would think that would have given them some kind of insight, but I would argue given that they basically forsook you know they have forsaken all their past so their religion their heart i mean they were still good horsemen but regardless they took everything about them that made them much so similar and basically got rid of it would maybe would i mean maybe they still would have gotten their asses whoops but they lost all that insight to mm-hmm. how to fight invaders who were on horses using bows and arrows which is kind of like you guys were like them not that long ago and there are still people who are still part of that dynasty and people who still kind of tried to probably a couple guys out there who are like, I'm still going to hold on to the old ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man, that's got to be so hard, man. Controlling a horse and trying to use your weapon and stuff as opposed to modern warfare. I mean, that made you, yeah, that's modern warfare. It's different, but yeah, I mean, that made you, you were good. When you, if you could do that, you were, again, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So the, the Mongols, when they would invade, like I said, 1237, so the, we have another king, Bela the Fourth. Again, I'm not going to go into all the kings or whatnot. So he was, again, Battle of the Force was ruling during this time. And uh, the Mongols were starting to move west. So westward. So they're coming to Hungary. They're coming from Asia and they're going to Hungary, right? And we're just the rest of Europe, basically. And this forest, we saw a migration of Cumans who were, again, also, well, maybe this answers my question, similar to also kind of more horsemen. They did. They got the fuck out, right? And so they come into Hungary. And uh, there's a prince there, Kusin, who was like, Okay, we're going to make allies with them because maybe they can help us with the Mongols. And so he kind of places them out in like the plains kind of area. And they're like, this is everybody be cool, right? But they were kind of rabble-rousers. They were fucking up with shit with other people's property and stuff like that. So Hungarians were like, dude, what the fuck, man? These get, these foreigners are coming in. They're destroying our shit. And the guy's like, hey, man, this is, hopefully they're going to help us out. It wasn't enough to help them out. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Mongols arrived in Hungary in the spring of 1241. They invaded from the north and from the south, from the so from the basin himself. And the main army was led by Batu in person, who was uh, one of the uh, either this was I, I, I believe the son of Ogadai, or one of the great gods, so one of the guys in charge. So again, important character. So he's leading the army. Did you say the great gods? Great great Khan. Oh, okay, okay. So the dude in charge. Okay. So again, so. A very important character, leading in person this this massive army. And so while you know, so while, while they're storming, the Hungarians are getting the royal armies near Pest. So you know, everybody's heard of Budapest. It's it's two parts of it sound Buda and Pest, and it's connected by a bridge. It's like connecting all the new. Anyway, so they're gathering around Pest, which is one of the major major cities there, right? When there was a fucking revolt against the Cumans by the other Hungarians, Hungarians like we've had enough, fuck it. And so they try, so they have a fight with the Cumans because they believe they're compli- they're going to help out the Mongols. And so, eventually, the whole fight happens. They end up killing this Prince Kuthrin and the people just like, alright, we're done. And just like, leave. <laughs> the Hungarian, again, it's just all they did was just shoot themselves in the foot already enough as it was. And the Hungarians suffered a major defeat. So they, they, uh, they eventually meet, the armies meet, and they're basically, they're, they're described as basically, their formation was like a box. Mm-hmm. And so all they did saw so the the monks was just surround them, so damn. And they just fucking wrecked the house, man. It seems it sounds like the Mongols were more advanced in warfare. I mean, I don't know what it. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of books and 
historians who can tell you exactly why. I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah, these guys were just fucking. They were very smart. Again, oh, they were like the devil's fucking army or yeah, something. Yeah, seriously. Again, like I said, when the Hungarians were like, they were similar. So yeah. I don't know if it's this the step lines that makes the most like badass motherfuckers out there. So the Hungarians they suffered a major defeat, and uh, oh yeah, it says uh, I have a um, from the author the author Paul Angle. He says uh, they had been boxed in like sheep in a pen. Is oh. the phrase they use. So that, that gives you a hint as to what that was like. But funny enough, the king Bella was actually able to escape. But so in the year, so in the same year, uh, the great Khan Ogadai. So that's the that's the he is the son of uh, Chinggis, Genghis Khan Genghis Khan. So he dies, and so Batu's like, okay, we gotta go home to see who's going to be the next Khan, right? So like, all right, everybody, pack up. We're going home. <laughs> On the way out of Hungary. They're just like, all right, cool. We're just going to kill a bunch of people and take a bunch of slaves too on the way out. All right, just don't <laughs> mind us. Don't mind us. And they killed and they captured thousands of people. Jeez. It was, it was devastating. So the low ball... A bunch of Hungarians. Right? Hungarians, yeah. So the, so the high estimate, like the really like you're stretching it was like 50% of the population. The low ball was 15 to 20%. So That's still a so imagine twenty percent of the Hungarian population was just taken out by the Mongolians, and became slaves, right? No, a lot of them or were just killed, killed and enslaved. Killed and enslaved. Jeez. So imagine Bro. twenty. Imagine fifteen to twenty percent. That's the, <laughs> that's the low ball. Yeah. God dang. Yeah. It's not like I thought you were gonna say like about like two hundred folks. No. <laughs> no. Twenty percent of that population, and what's crazy is like, so this number. Regardless if it's, you know, exactly what it is of this percentage, this is the equivalent of to what it would be like when the Black Plague hits hmm. a couple hundred years later. So that's, I want to get, like, the plague that kills like a third of Europe, this is similar. The Mongols were similar to that. Jeez. Yeah. Goddamn, those guys are rock and roll. Yes, they are. But now then, it's funny enough, again, so again, this is one of the most major defeats the Hungary would, would, uh, would have to deal with. But it wouldn't be, they're not down and out, obviously. They, or they wouldn't give up. They would come back from this. They would, because of this, they said, okay, we got to change our military. So they started making new fortresses, uh, reinventing the military. Uh, they were, you know, fucking, they're even looking at like socioeconomic issues. They're trying to change everything, you know? Which is, uh, you know, this, this massively forced them to have to change and adapt again, which is, I find very interesting. This is something that is, uh, we see throughout Hung- uh, Hungary's history of like either major defeats, but then they always kind of will come back. Those be on their feet, maybe not as strong, but they always come back. That's why the other, I I only used one book uh, from my uh, from the out of the many things that if you looked at the list of sources that I used, I'm only using one of these just because it'd be easier. But one of the other books I used was uh, Hungary: The Will to Survive, which gives you a hint of like they're gonna keep going on no matter how much they get fucked up, which I find interesting. And that's why I'll leave this here for now with Hungary. Again, there is... If you want to talk about just the pure medieval stuff, we have, surprising, we have a surprising amount of stuff. 500 years, I don't want to bore you with just names and dates because that's what makes history boring. I want to give you crazy fun stuff and, you know, the shit you don't hear about. Happened. Yeah. And uh, that's not to say that I won't come back to this and hopefully do it better next time around. But we'll leave it there for now. And uh, with that being said, I would like to thank the people who have... I know we've been gone for a while on our channels. Uh, this is something, again, like I, we said before, Chris and I are trying to do something new here. All we ask is that, again, you listen to us 
like, subscribe, uh, please, you know, just kind of help us out. And also comment, like, constructive criticism. This is this new this is a new format for both Chris and I. So let us know. Again, don't be assholes, but like actually be like, yeah, I wouldn't like if you explained this more or maybe structured in such a manner, you know. We want to hear from you. And if you do are if you are an asshole, I'm gonna go Mongolian on your ass. Yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> and we're like the like I feel like this podcast is like a, the Hungarians, man. We we had a little struggle with our album, yeah. but fuck it. We we're came gonna... back and we're doing our new shit. That's right. And um hopefully, possibly, maybe we're gonna start a music podcast. Yeah. Music history. Music. We'll blow. We'll blow the other guys out of the water. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, for those who have listened, thank you very much. And uh, we are on our. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Castbox. Yep. And we are there. Yeah. You can find us. We're on, we're on all the major platforms, basically. Yes. Not Instagram. That's what I was trying to say. Not oh, okay. Instagram. Yeah, we're not in, I mean, but that's like... But we, t- we, I had an Instagram, mm-hmm. but you know, as a stoner, I forget the code, and I don't know how to log back in. <laughs> Just put like, dude, you forgot the password if that was in your new one. But I don't even remember the fucking password. <laughs> I don't remember the password. I forgot my email code. <laughs> oh my God, Chris. Hey, you Regar- know. Well, that's for the old one. You can make a new one for this new one. That's okay, right. regardless, to listen to us, we're on all the major platforms, basically. Uh, we do have a Twitter. It's under the old Superfly House in Hollywood. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to try and start maybe trying to post some full fun history stuff, whichever. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening. And uh, please, you know, help us out. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, you some know. nudes. Nudes are always helpful. Uh, and with that being said, thank you very much. Uh, keep yourself safe. It's a crazy world out there we live in. Watch out for the Mongolians. Wear a mask. <laughs> and uh, have a good night, good day. Uh, good afternoon, whatever, whatever time you're listening to this too. Have a good, have a good life, man. Enjoy yourself because you know what, life is short. Damn straight. And you and know what? That's all I gotta say. Be grateful you haven't been blinded or castrated. Oh well, I mean, I, I, I at least haven't been one of those things. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Good night. Have a good night.